You're listening to the Standard Podcast, eye-opening for your ears. สวัสดีค่ะโปสาวิตรีนะคะ This is We Need to Talk Podcast, podcast talk show ภาษาอังกฤษสำหรับคนไทยที่ใช้ภาษาอังกฤษค่ะ Hi, you guys. Welcome to our show, and thank you so much for listening. ตามธรรมเนียมของ We Need to Talk โบจะชวนเกสของเราคุย3ประเด็นนะคะถ้าเกิดว่าเป็นพี่เฟียสเนี่ยโบว่าเรื่องที่อยากจะคุยมากๆเรื่องแรกเลยนะคะก็คือการทําตามความฝันนั่นก็คือเรื่องราวการตั้งวงดนตรีชื่อ Link Corner ได้ยินมาว่าเป็นประสบการณ์ที่ต้องต่อสู้ฝ่าฟันมากๆเลยนะคะอยากรู้ว่าสนุกสนานดุเดือดแค่ไหนเดี๋ยวมาฟังกันนะคะเรื่องที่2นะคะเนื่องจากเราสนิทกันพอสมควรนะคะโบก็รู้มาอีกว่าพี่เฟียสเนี่ยเป็นคนดูแลตัวเองสุดๆเลยค่ะทั้งออกกําลังกายทั้งการกินโดยเฉพาะการกินพี่เขาเป็นมนุษย์ออร์แกนิกมากๆตกลงมันดียังไงใช้ชีวิตแบบออร์แกนิกมันยากแค่ไหนคนอย่างเราเราธรรมดาเนี่ยจะทําได้ไหมเดี๋ยวโบจะถามให้นะคะและเรื่องสุดท้ายค่ะโบอยากชวนพี่เฟียสคุยเรื่องที่เป็นกระแสสังคมอยู่เรื่อยๆนะคะนั่นก็คือเรื่องของ LGBT ค่ะรอฟังกันนะคะว่าพี่เฟียสจะมีมุมมองกับเรื่องนี้ยังไงบ้างค่ะเอาละค่ะตอนนี้ก็ได้เวลาเปลี่ยนโหมดเป็นภาษาอังกฤษกันแล้วพร้อมหรือยังคะ Ladies and gentlemen, it would be my pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode of We Need to Talk podcast. He is a radio DJ for one of the most popular stations in Thailand. He's also a singer, an actor, an organic lifestyle enthusiast, and honestly, one of the smartest and funniest guys I've known. P. v i e t t a c h a n o n k a Hello, P. v i e t Hello, สวัสดีโบสวัสดีค่ะแต่น้ำเหมือนเราไม่รู้จักกันเลย I know it's so nice to see a familiar face โอ้ดีเราก็ได้มานั่งคุยกันแต่คนละบทบาทกันเนาะใช่ค่ะเราสลับที่นั่งกันสลับที่นั่งกัน Well thank you for being here and having me interview you Oh thank you for having me in your show as well Alright our first section is called Been There Done That Okay So first of all we need to talk about Your band and your music career. Okay. Okay. We've been so used to seeing you as a DJ and as a TV host, right? That we sort of don't have this image of you as a singer, <laughs> right? You were in a band. Yeah, What was I, it called? it's called Link Corner, and. I think a lot of people don't know about the band, but surprisingly, from time to time, I'll run into the fans, yeah. and they'll say, "Oh, are you still singing?" I'm like, um, "Not really," <laughs> because well, the band was formed like a long time ago, like about maybe 13 years ago, yeah, and uh, it was sort of like an indie, independent band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have the the music level back mm-hmm. then. We were doing that by ourselves. The music was promoted independently as well. It mm-hmm. means that the the labels themselves usually have their own media, like Grammy, yeah. have like their TV shows, radio like, stations, yeah, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that yeah. until we submitted one of our songs into the projects of Grammy. Actually, that that was the first uh, the first song that we started off with. The name Link Corner. Why this name? Originally, we have four members. Mm-hmm. We're all different. One was. From the Britpop orientation, 
I am from the soul and rock orientation. The other person is heavy metal, and the other person is like sort of Brit pop and rock and roll. Yeah. You know, we are all different. And then we couldn't agree with the name. And then uh, one of the friends said, "Okay, well, why don't we do?" Um, Supermarket because it sounds like Melancho h u i We've got like a, a bit of everything. We just call ourselves. This is like a, a generic name. Yeah. Supermarket. I was like, what a loser name is that? Supermarket band. <laughs> Meet the supermarket. Yeah, I'm from the supermarket. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, imagine that you announcing yourself that. And you're not going to be proud of it, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, let's come up with some other name, and then. One of the friends in the band, he said, "Well, I work in the garment industry, mm-hmm. and there's this machine called a uh, link corner, because it links the corner of all the fabric together, and it seems like we are different corners. So link corner sounds good. Wow. So I was like, oh, that sounds good. Link corner. Okay, let's pick that. That's kind of deep." That ha- I mean, that has meanings behind. I know that. link corner. Cool. Yeah, and then that's how we got a name. Was it your dream though to become a singer? I actually started singing since I was like 10, 11, 12. and then when I got into the college level, I and my friends, we sort of formed a small folk song, acoustic band. I would say not a folk song, it's an acoustic band. And then we went into the Coke Music Award. Mm-hmm. Back then, we got the first runner-up. Wow! And then I screw. Actually, in that competition, it's actually me who screwed up because I forgot the lyrics. Like halfway. Did you just oh. make something up? No, I didn't. I didn't at all. Out. I just la la la. So I, <laughs> I went like I went just melodies, and then all those judges were like, "Ha ha! I know what you're doing <laughs> because Do you, we know the song. The song is popular." What too. song was it? Do you remember? We had a coach, and the coach gave us that favorite song of his. Yeah, I didn't like the song. When I don't like something, I don't remember it. Yeah. So I was like, it's called "Unchained My Heart." It's a, an old goody song. Do you remember which part? Unchained my heart. Do you remember which part you forgot? Most of it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the second place. Only the winner will go to national league. Mm. So we missed the spot. But That, you got yeah runner up. Yeah, that's still just, good. Yeah, and then later. For my solo part, I got involved into the MTV Singing Thailand. Mm-hmm. I was one of the ten finalists, and that's it. That's that's enough for the competition, singing competition that I joined. Yeah. But the craving for my singing didn't stop there. So when I went to the college, I studied with friends, and then we sort of form a, a band, mm-hmm. this band that. We are talking about the Link Corner. Mm, so that's mm. how that came together. Yeah, so you've have... always wanted to be a singer. You, um, you've always enjoyed singing, singing. and performing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to be a singer, but I like singing. That's all. So mm. compared to DJing, which would be your main career right now, you would say? Since I don't make a living out of singing, I would say <laughs> my main career would be DJing. But actually, I was drawn by the music mm-hmm. to become a DJ because I like listening to a lot. of Songs, even the songs that I don't like, I will. I have the craving that when, when just like trying new food. Yeah, I want to try that. I even though I don't like it, like heavy metal myself, I don't like it. I still have to listen to it. I listen to Kicks. I listen to like all these hard songs that I don't like. I sort of for, forced bought the album and forced myself to listen to all of them. That's how I got to know a lot of music. Which one do you like better, DJing, TV hosting, singing? 
Or how do you like them differently? Okay, I like them all. Yeah, I I, I can relate. Yeah, because well, each one requires different skills and requires different challenges. Mm-hmm. I like something that is challenging. DJing is all about controlling the mood of the people who are listening to the music. Okay, this is a sad part. Now I'm going to lift your mood up by playing this song. Mm-hmm. And what kind of content that I would say to link into this song and. How would you describe your show, and what is the mood like? You have to design that, mm-hmm. and w- what good about it is that you can be yourself, totally yourself. Yeah. So you can design it every way you want, and you can be yourself. You can talk about the politics, or you can b- talk about anything. But then you have to understand your audience so that you can create a piece of audio work or audio entertainment that people understand, and then it becomes you. For for many modern DJs who don't understand this format, they will just Say anything randomly and play the songs that most stations these days. The they songs, have it yeah, pre-programmed, right? They have the pre-programmed uh, playlist, but we don't like like me because I grew up <laughs> from a different era, <laughs> from the olden age. I'm just from, kidding. Yeah, well, because well, that time we picked the songs ourselves mm-hmm. and the stories ourselves. But these days, they even pick the stories for you, and even the time. To, to talk like okay you have only 30 second slots that, that that you have to talk right here but not anywhere else that's how you have to do like in one hour this is only uh, the certain amount of time that you can have yeah that's the challenging part and the show will sound different each day mm-hmm. and it's natural and it's live yeah that's the that's the charm of being a radio DJ in mm-hmm. so basically you have to do homework. Every yeah. day. I mean, if if you fall weak today or your personality drop, people can detect like right away. Yeah. But for TV, I like it because um, it's challenging in a different way. Mm-hmm. For the TV, they have a format, and they have like different visual aids, and also the guests and the music, mm-hmm. and they have scripts. Yeah. Right. We gotta follow the scripts because this is how the producers want to hear. This is how the audience wants to hear. And but for the singing is we tell the story by the songs and the way we convey our our, our voice, mm-hmm. right? So you like all of them equally? Yeah, different challenges. Okay, so I could imagine that you know getting your friends together in your home mm-hmm. and playing music together is probably easy, right? But the hard part would be getting a contract or like everything else after that of forming an actual band uh-huh. that want to succeed in the entertainment business. Could you walk us through your story and um, when did you decide to actually say, okay, I am going to be a, like our band is going to take off. We're going to get signed and we're going to be successful. When did you decide <laughs> that? I'm not sure about the successful part, but It's not easy to, to form a band. I mean, it's like playing music together is one thing, but then forming a band that so you have to live together, you have to eat together, you have to go out to. The members have different lifestyles. Who who are the members of your band? The original members were four, yeah. and then it came down to three, and then mm. now two. Anyway, okay. so the different lifestyles w- would also be hard. I mean, if you only the only common interest that you have is the music. The only time that you'll mingle and you'll talk is the music stuff. Sometimes yeah. it's boring too, right? Mm-hmm. And that so the chemistry in the band must be must be there too. So if you see that in the music the music band that lasts for a long time, usually they have the same lifestyle. They go the same direction, not mm-hmm. just only the music, but the music is also important. Like we said, we had different music 
flavors. So after a while, someone will want to put heavy heavy metal into the music, and the other person want to put some jazz in, and then the other person will say, "Oh, this is a mess," you know. <laughs> so it's this is also our problem. Eventually, we have to find a producer to be the the middle person to say, "No, I want this kind of blend," <laughs> mm. or else the four members will will be fighting. Yeah, and and after that, we'll be writing. And composing music, mm-hmm. and then uh, recording each process, we we did them by ourselves. It's not easy. It's not like everyone is saying, "Oh, making music is easy," but it's different. If you are recruited as an artist and 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 sing only, but you don't make the music part, it's different kind of working. Mm-hmm. And after that, we have to do the rehearsing and then do uh, the performance part. The producer will, will will sort of have a test, like, oh, your performance is not good, and this is how you act with the audience. Oh, like oh, a showcase. Like, and you have to keep improving your show. Yeah. And more of that, there's a band management. I also did that scheduling, rehearsing, manage the funding, so find a sponsor. I did that you myself. You did that. Yeah, I did the the band management mostly myself, and uh-huh. the fans management as well. Because back in time we didn't have the Facebook. Yeah. How right. are you going to keep in touch with them? <laughs> I was the one selling CDs. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I made posters, and then I did a lot of things, you know. And then after that, we submitted our songs to the radio stations, and then it went. The best spot so far for the the second single that we did was number one on Virgin. Wow. Yeah, and then it was like the song of the day. It was like, oh yeah. And that time when we our song reached there, that's how the music level got interested in our band. Mm-hmm. So we were signed in to a particular project of the mm. music. We were not really their artists, but then you know just joined the project and mm-hmm. that's it. And after that, we signed up with another label, which is Warner. And then we made an album. Mm. Mm. That's that's how we did it. Wow! <laughs> like that's so impressive that you guys took everything into your own hands and you're in control of everything. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you've learned a lot from that experience, <laughs> not just in the performing field, but behind the scenes also. Yeah, and promotion and everything. And yeah, the music is so much different these days. If you want to become an artist. The, the the promotion style is different now. Mm-hmm. They don't go to the radio station. They don't approach the TV station. They go online first. Yeah. And they make the community, and they grow from there. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's your future plan for Link Corner? It seems like we might make some more music, but we're not gonna do like heavy promotion, or we're not gonna do a big album or anything. We just we have the passion to make music, and that's all. Yeah. We might come out with another. One single or two, I'm not pretty sure, but currently we have two singles on hand that haven't been like officially released. Uh, yeah, so you guys might hear that. When will they be released? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe soon, <laughs> but but because of the timing as well, because one of the songs w- that we wrote was sort of related to the political situation that mm. that was. Disrupting the country back then, yeah. So it wasn't released until now. Okay. And then we might want to do that again later. So we'll see. All right. Now we need to talk about what we've seen on your Instagram. Yay! Holy crap! <laughs> Can I just say? <laughs> 
You, I, I seriously should not go on your Instagram at night or uh, when I'm hungry because you have the best looking food, <laughs> the most mouth watering dishes that you make yourself, uh-huh. and you also design it and garnish it and everything. Right. Um, and most importantly, what is the most impressive about this for me uh-huh. is that they're all organic. They are, yeah, I could yes. say mostly organic, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I have to say that you're such an inspiration for me because, of course, like doing, you know, like trying to live the healthy life uh, and uh-huh. trying to eat all organic mm-hmm. stuff or consume or all organic products, mm-hmm. it's not very easy, is it? It's not. From the beginning, not very easy for me at all. Yeah, how, how and when did this whole organic lifestyle begin for it, you? It started mm, just... Maybe like only a few years ago, but then uh, because uh, I always eat healthy from childhood. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I eat a lot of vegetables and blah blah blah. And oh, I you eat, were a good kid. I yeah. <laughs> well, my mom said, take it, <laughs> take it or nothing at all. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, okay, mom. <laughs> okay, okay. And then you know, I mean, but just like other people too, I like like yummy stuff, del- delicious stuff. I like cheese. I like fried foods mm-hmm. and everything. But after a while, uh, my parents got cancer. And then uh, my auntie and some other relatives started getting cancer. And then I look at the foods. Maybe this is the first thing that, that, that we could change because mm-hmm. they say that all these symptoms, all this sickness, there are a lot of them that are from food and from our habits, mm-hmm. which is because cancer is not from diseases. It's from genetic, one, and two, is the food and the environment that we are in. Yeah. So I tried to change the food for my parents. So I cannot change the food for my parents if I don't eat it too. Mm-hmm. So it started from there. And then I was like, how am I going to make sure that the food that I bought was really organic? Because mm-hmm. we all heard the rumors that organic in the supermarket, yeah. they're not really organic, right? So I shift my plan to another level, which grow grow my own. I sort of go out and seek uh, Prince. His name is Prince. His nickname is Prince. Chao Chai Pak. He's the like vegetable prince. He has this... It's like the center of learning for city farming, mm-hmm. something like that. And they have like different centers. And then I got involved into this community. And I found a lot of friends in here who were really nice. And mostly organic people, we don't have that many. So they are kind of co-dependent on one another. They're helping out each other. And then the first impression that I got it, actually, I approached P.O. He's also a musician from mm-hmm. P2 Worship, P.O. I want I wanted to have chicken eggs, free-range chicken eggs to make cake. Yeah. Oh, did they just rhyme that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I approached him because I I knew that he he had some small chicken farm yeah. by himself. And then he said, oh, my chicken is too old now. They don't have that many eggs. Why don't you go ask this person? And then all these people that I approached, a lot of them don't, don't just sell me. They they want to give me. I said, I want to buy. I said, just, no, just take them for free. Aww. And they're mostly like that. Organic community, if, if you're once involved in all these people, they're very kind, very giving, mm-hmm. and very sharing. I'm not sure why, but it, I, I like it. I like the way of it. That's, that's why I started to explore more into, into all these. Mm-hmm. And also before this, I was in the move. I was a volunteer 
uh, working for children and environment. So I'm sort of a pro-environment person. Yeah. And then I found out later that by consuming organic food will help the environment as well. Mm. Not just help, not only helping the consumer's health. Yeah. But it will also help the environment, and help the people around me, help mm-hmm. the farmer. Yeah. It helps everything. So I think this is a good start. So. Uh, wow. See, like I said earlier, I think a lot of people actually, I mean, they do agree that, you know, this organic lifestyle is good and healthy for you. Mm -hmm. However, it's not so easy to avoid these non-organic products around Uh us. (laughs) And like I said, you are such an inspiration because I'm like, okay, he can do it. Like, so that's why I've been a lot, I've been asking you a lot. Oh, where did you get the vegetables? Where do you get this and that? Because I'm so inspired. and, And to be honest with you, I have sort of been adopting uh-huh. some organic way of life like just a little bit by a little bit uh-huh. but partly uh-huh. it's because my parents uh-huh. are like that too um do you have any tips for beginners who are considering adopting this way of life right um after i became i should not say became i like uh, the organic stuff yeah it got to the point that i almost went crazy <laughs> there's, a, there's also a, a mental disease called something. You can Google it. It says that it, there's, there are these people who eat organic stuff and they cannot resist ha- not having organic stuff. Everything has to be organic. Or else if they eat anything contaminated, they will be like oh, I agitated. Don't feel well. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. They'll, they'll be like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't go on another day. There's, a, there's such term, pionsi panna. Really? Sent me the link. Oh, I was like, what? And she said, "Are you this crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I read it through, and I'm like, "On why you brand me this way?" <laughs> she thinks that I eat everything that is so healthy, so organic, but organic is not healthy. I am the subset of organic, which is healthy organic, mm-hmm. which is even crazier, <laughs> because well, sugar is not good. Overconsuming of sugar is not good, right? Mm-hmm. So organic sugar, how can that be healthy? And everything organic doesn't have to be healthy. Right, because like honey, it's natural. It's not like right. processed or whatever, mm. but it's still uh, carbs. Yeah, exactly. It's right. sugar. And also it took me some years to understand this. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to eat everything organic. But if you happen to know that this kind of vegetable has high contamination of pesticide, then right. you should avoid. That's it. And each person has the ability to get rid of toxins in the body. But each one is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you eat food from the same plate, probably both you might be able to get rid of the toxin. I might not be able to get rid of the toxin. Basically, you can still eat anything. You can eat everything, but it has to be the amount that suits you. Mm. So the two things for the beginners, if you want to start healthy lifestyle, I'm, I'm not saying that you have to eat organic all the time, but organic is a sure proof that it doesn't have the pesticide. It doesn't have these uh, poisons in it. Mm-hmm. But it has to be a certain organic food. I mean, you have you have, you have to know the source, right? Not the so-called claim organic. It could be fake organic too. Yeah. Right. So let me say the tips would be just only two things. One thing is you have to have knowledge about food. The mm. food that you're eating. Where is it from? Uh, how is it made? Mm-hmm. How is it delivered? How is it packaged? How is it processed? Mm-hmm. T- to come to you, 
you know, and then you know, okay, well, this one is good or you, for you or not. The second one is you have to have a self knowledge. Mm-hmm. You have to know what kind of person you are. What is your habit? Mm. What? How do you eat? Uh, you look at your the the genetics of your family. Oh, okay. My family is prone to cancers. Then, what kind of food I should avoid? Mm-hmm. What kind of food? I mean, wh- how food reacts to my body. So, I mean, all this knowledge. I mean, if you keep updating yourself with knowledge, and then you'll find yourself. Basically, you know how to screen the food. Yeah, mm. I mean, I have this friend. She knows she's lactose intolerant, right. which means she can't have dairy products. Mm-hmm. She knows, okay. So one time we went to Starbucks, and then she accidentally ordered regular coffee with regular milk. Uh. You know, without telling them, oh, uh. like soy milk, please. So I turned to her. I'm like, wait, are you lactose? Are you gonna <laughs> tell them it's soy milk? And she goes. Eh, it's okay. I'll just deal with it. Okay. And she ended up having diarrhea <laughs> because she ate it. But she 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 knows, you know, she right. knew about her condition. And like you said, it's really important to know your body and actually, you know, eat to to according to your body. Yeah, exactly. The main point of having organic food is actually to nourish your health, mm-hmm. right? So you can actually eat pesticide if it's not too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can eat anything in the world. As long as it's not to the level that harms you, which that level can't be told by anybody. I mean, there might be some scientific proof that okay, this this certain amount will kill you will kill, you will yeah. kill a person. But but your body each, person, each is person is different. Exactly. Right. All right. Last but not least, let's talk about the LGBT communities ah. and issues. <laughs> All right, so you know we are living in the 21st century, mm-hmm. and yet I'm rolling my eyes in case <laughs> you can't tell, because <laughs> you're not, you can't see me. But yet there are still a lot of homophobes everywhere. Right? Could you imagine the reasons why they're so against the gay community? I think this will probably need your help. So we have to discuss about that. Why do you think people are against this LGBT community? Well, I think it's. Partly, it's from the older generations too, right. because they have this mindset mm-hmm. of it's against nature or it's against God, and then they pass it on to their kids. So even though we do live in the 21st century, mm-hmm. some kids are still getting their mindset pre-programmed from their parents. Right, and I think it's passed on from generation to generation. And I think the problem with that might be the. Either the family system or the school system, mm-hmm. because even though the family could teach you one thing, but if in school mm-hmm. you teach about you know different genders and people have choices or you know the freedom of choice and mm-hmm. all of that, then um, I think people would be more open-minded and more accepting. Mm. That's my opinion. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. It's a thought belief and it's uh, something that passed on from the the older generations. I think. Instinctively, they don't like them because they think they're different. Because usually, these people are minority. Whenever anything that is different entering the society, people will start to see that as a something fearful mm-hmm. because they don't know how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So instead of embracing it, they would probably ban it right. or label it and put it away. They call these people pervert. Because you can still see that when people talk about other people who are gay, mm-hmm. 
like behind their back, like, oh my god, he's so good looking, but you know he's gay. There's some derogative meaning in that. Mm-hmm. So it means that even these days, Thai society looks sort of accepting, but they're not really accepting. Right. Because you can see that the leaders of the society, the top-notch business people, mm-hmm. no one came out. It will certainly affect the career or whatever decision in the future that they will make. Whatever you say will be branded so like, oh, you say this because you're gay, right? Or you do this because you're gay, right? Yeah. Or something like that. So I think it's not really accepting in in Thai society just yet. Even though it looks, I mean, they appear everywhere. Yeah. And and whenever, do you know how how all these? I don't know about gay women, but a lot of gay men, when they try to blend in. Thai society, when people say gay, they some of them instantly think of them as comedians, funny people. But do you think? But you know why they have to be funny people? Because they want to fit in. They want to mm. be accepted. And I think we can all start by teaching our children to stop saying stuff like "oh, m e t e b a h o m t o t a l just teasing. They right. might think it's harmless mm-hmm. by just. I think we should just. Start by teaching our kids that hey, saying that is not okay. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just put down other people by using gender as a term of negativity to say something bad about someone. Mm-hmm. I think we just we need to start somewhere in our own home. We could do that. A lot of young kids who are who have this sexual alternatives, mm-hmm. they don't have the role models. These kids usually study their roles yeah. on the social network. Yeah, and listen to from friends, and they ha- they have to experiment their lives. They cannot even consult their own parents. Yeah, I think we still have a long way to to secure all these kids because these kids grow up with insecurity all the time. Yeah, because they can't even rely on their own families or their own families can't even consult them. How can a son come to you, come up to you, and consult? Um, Dad, I have a boyfriend, or I like that boy, mm-hmm. and then Dad has no feedback. Yeah. Or he, he could go to the mom and what what mom's gonna say to the to the kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, what should I do? I've never had gay kid before. Or are you really gay? Oh my god, how are you gonna survive? Stop being gay now. It's not a choice, you know. Exactly. It's not a choice, and a lot of families. Went to some psychologists. Trying that, to fix them, right? Yeah, trying to fix them, and they, they parents uh, blaming themselves for making their kids that way, mm-hmm. and kids blaming themselves for being the disappointments of the family. These kids grow up like this in Thai society, feeling insecure. If you could say anything to these young LGBT kids who might be listening, what would you say to them? Okay, well, first of all, I think if you're Not sure of yourself. I don't think that you should make any big decision about yourself. Like, you know, I mean, some of them want to have their sex change operation, the dream of that. But then, in the end, you might not be that. Mm-hmm. So just hold on and and study the worlds and learn more about yourself. Um, and secondly, it's probably to have friends. This is really important mm-hmm. when you go through. Friends is someone who understands you and, and listens to you. I mean, growing up with no one to listen to and having to have a to make decision by your own is quite tough. Yeah. Like to me, I grew up with 
an understanding friend. Mm-hmm. That's how I pull it through. Usually, female friends, girlfriends are good. They're good listeners. Yeah. Thirdly, this one is actually not to the kids. It's actually to the to the parents. Mm-hmm. If you know that your kids are different, you should have more understanding and be open-minded about it. I know that it's not easy because it's different. You don't know how to guide them. You have probably you have to to learn more and study from other people, or else if you push them away, they will learn it from somewhere else, and it might not be healthy to you and to your family. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow the recipe of other families. There's no perfect combination or formulas that will form a family. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame the kids. This is how we got. And how are you going to manage the remaining source, the way you are, the way you want to be, in your own way? You can be a happy family, even though. Each one is different, and I'm pretty sure even though you're straight or gay, each one is already different by themselves. Right. So, treat them as blessings, mm-hmm. and you will grow from there. Our next section is called "What's Your Take On." Okay, bring it on, girl. I will give you three topics. And you'll pick one and discuss. Uh-huh. All right. Our first topic is on sharing economy. Uh huh. Second is on one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> the third is uh, what, on what is one night stand? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, you stand on your feet one night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and our third topic is should we abandon the tipping system in Thailand? I just. Ex- Experiences today. Oh, oh. But anyways, what do you want to discuss? What was the second one? Um, one night stand. One night stand. Come <laughs> do on, you like let's... how I do my sexy voice? Yeah, let's do it. One night stand, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, I, our I, topic today is uh, one night stand. Yes, one night stand. Well, so what's your take on it? If both want them, <laughs> you, is you want the same thing? It's, yeah. But it's how you design your life. Because I mean, if you want to have a long-lasting relationship, but then you go for one night stand, mm-hmm. I think it's it's like a hypocrite. Yeah. It's like I mean, you have to know yourself first. Mm-hmm. If you know yourself and you know what you're doing, then you're not. Firstly, you're not hurting yourself, mm-hmm. and secondly, you're not leading on the other person. If you go to the other person, you say, "Hey, let's have a relationship," and then after you have sex, and then you're gone, and it's like. Why doesn't he call me back? Yeah, I was like, "What's wrong with my vagina?" <laughs> <laughs> then you have no one to blame. <laughs> no, it's like I'm not saying that sex is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that one, you have to be responsible for yourself. That mm-hmm. you're not getting diseases. You really know what you want because some people really throw themselves at somebody and then get hurt because the other person doesn't want it the other way, and and the other person already. Has a strong signs that I don't want a relationship, but you still throw yourself at the other person, so you're hurting yourself by using the word "one" in "stand." Mm-hmm. So, one night stand, you like I said, sex. You have to be responsible for your own feelings, your own uh, health as yeah. well. You, if you don't have the protections, whatever you get pregnant or if you get STDs, mm-hmm. what you're gonna do about that? Two, you have to be responsible for the other person's feelings. You have to know that. Oh, okay. She's not for one extent. She wants a relationship. Then we 
we are not a match. Just just tell her. Right. So be wise about that. One night stand is not all too bad or not all too good. It depends on how you use it, how you see the situation, how you manage it. Our last section is called "What If." What if? All right. So we have a jar. Where you're gonna get to be Miss Universe for the day. Okay. So everybody, say hello to Miss Tyler. Hello. I have a jar of questions over here. Okay. And Pifia is gonna pick one out, and in it, there's gonna be a hypothetical situation mm-hmm. that he's gonna have to answer to. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready, Pifia? Oh my God. <clears throat> If we were all forced to wear a warning label, mm-hmm. what would yours say? And where on the body would you wear it? สมมติว่าถ้ามีกฎหมายบังคับให้ทุกคนต้องติดป้ายเตือนนะคะป้ายอะไรจะติดอยู่บนตัวพี่เฟียสคะแล้วก็ติดอยู่ตรงไหนคะป้ายเตือนเนาะ This is a hard Think question, the hardest question in my life. What? I would say yeah, I would say handle with care, hmm? and I will put it all over my body. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because well, people call me uh, no high. Why? <laughs> <I'm> high maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> They go, oh, oh you're quite high maintenance, aren't you, Fiat? Because I was like, oh, back then, you know, I was a kid, and then yeah. I didn't know how to ha- handle my own emotions. It goes up and down all the time. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of like I couldn't control myself once in relationship. I think most people cannot. Handle their own emotions. Mm-hmm. They go, they go crazy. Look up, ngi ngao say fan ling. Yeah, I think that that's how it happened. But I try not to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, well, handle with care. But I'm quite, I'm pretty sturdy now. <laughs> I'm pretty durable now. So, yeah, I've changed. But anyway, I think most people will want to have to have this this uh this this warnings or this level. Which would be good. I mean, it's nice to be sensitive, sensitive to others. Yeah, mine. I think mine would say, "Hot, do not touch." Oh. oh! Okay, I'll put a blanket <laughs> around you first <laughs> before we're removing you. <laughs> There. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pipiet Ka. Um, I had such a good time, and thank you for being here on We Need to Talk. Okay, well, thank you for having me as well. It's nice to talk to you once again, Yay. and to have the show together. Oh, I hope to have a show together yes. with you again. Gasip, gasip, Leo. Okay. And, well, and, and and also thank you. Uh, uh, thank. I would like to thank the audience for for listening up to to the show. And if you have any. Other feedbacks, or if you want to discuss other things, I'm, I'm quite open. See me on Facebook. Okay, thank you again. Bye bye. Bye. ถ้ารู้ว่าเพื่อนคนไหนรักภาษาอังกฤษชอบฟังภาษาอังกฤษและเรื่องราวชีวิตที่น่าสนใจของเซเล็บหลากหลายโบฝากแชร์เอพิโซดนี้ให้เขาฟังด้วยนะคะ Binge listen to all of our shows and episodes. At thestandard.co/podcast, the standard podcast. เปิดหูเปิดตาเปิดใจเปิดโลก